Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. The SportsGrid Network. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two here on The Grid. It is sportsgrid.com. Joe Ranieri alongside Dane Martinez as we continue to uh, plot along here and talk a little bit NFL because the king of all kings, that being the NFL, uh, continues to provide us sports fans and, of course, sports investors uh, an opportunity to get just a little bit of normalcy in our lives in what is uh, a crazy world that we currently live in. And with a lot of other uncertainty around sports leagues, we heard, if you're just joining us this morning, we, we've heard Wimbledon shut down. Uh, we've British Open, it's open shut down, just shut down and, and just not being played first time since World War II that that has happened. Uh, we've got, you name, big event after big event from the sports side of it, just being pushed down the road yep. with the Masters. And we still don't know about if the British Open in July, the, the U.S. Open, um, you know, the, the player, there's so many different things that still surround us that we have so much uncertainty. But the one sport that has still provided us the most certainty, Dane, and given us the most clarity on everything has been the NFL. And the NFL just delivers. And I thank them for that because yeah. think about what we've gotten since, right? And this has only been 30 days, guys. Let's just remember this. The week prior to Selection Sunday, right? That, that, that first week there of the 15th, which would have been, you know, the, uh, the 8th. That March 8th on is when all hell broke loose and everything started to go downhill. And so, guys, we're a month. We're only a month into it. And the NFL during this month has said steadfast, we're getting the draft, free agencies opening up. And they're, hell, they're even changing rules, Dane, for us. I mean, they have given us more content there in the last 30 days than we could possibly imagine while other teams, uh, other leagues rather, uncertainty, not the NFL. They are giving us and they are moving forward. And I thank goodness for the NFL giving us that little slice of normalcy each and every day. Uh, And uh, we could not be happier for it. So thank you to the NFL. And I know we're not just speaking for ourselves then when we say there's a lot of sports fans right now who are hunkering down there with uh, their loved ones going, all right, what is the NFL? You open it up, right, Larry? What has the NFL done today? And that's kind of, uh, you know, we just talked about Clowney last hour. We talked about still some uncertainty with free agents. And, of course, the draft in just a couple of weeks. I'm thankful for the NFL right about now. Yeah, absolutely, Joe. We talk about people are turning to things like uh, esports and yeah. watching NBA players play video games, you know, so absolutely um, kind of the news and the notes around whether right. it's the draft or free agency signing, you know, you know, Joe, today, this is airing, it's April 3rd, right? Joe, March 3rd, I was still in Jamaica for my wedding. That's right. Okay? Like, you know, so you talk about it's been less than a month. That first week, that week of like March 8th, uh, 9th, 10th, that's when conference tournaments leading up to Selection Sunday was happening. I remember, Joe, doing the early line with you live from Studio 34 Mm -hmm. in Midtown Manhattan, you know, handicapping conference tournaments. Yep. Okay, the Big East even played that one day. Do you Mm -hmm. remember? I remember. St. John's and I think it was Creighton played the first half and then didn't let them back out after halftime. Joe, by my count, that was like March 12th. That's correct. Okay, we are not even a month from that, and it's like the world is standing still. We literally on social media right now, you know, one of the biggest trending hashtags every day is like, today is Friday, today is Wednesday, because they're all literally blurring together as we shelter in place. Hopefully, day by day on the early line can help you set your clocks moving forward. Absolutely. And uh, while it continues uh, to deliver, we still have, uh, we got a couple of weeks before the draft. NFL teams, uh, a lot of question marks still on a lot of them and a lot of newness. Uh, Tom Brady, for instance, uh, the number 12, the legend, uh, the GOAT is uh, wearing a new uniform this year. And uh, he's also got a new address, apparently, Dane, as we have learned that Tom Brady 
not only set himself up uh, really nicely on the field by choosing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, or at least, well, trying enough and begging them enough to be able right. to take them, and, uh, and they got there. Uh, but Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, Cameron Brayton, oh. the list goes on. Uh, Bruce Arians, it's going to be a lot of fun to see how it unfolds, good or bad. It's still going to be must-watch television. But what do you do? Because we know he sold his house in, in Connecticut and in, right. you know, in Mass. I, it was like, all right, so where is he going to go? Well, for the meantime, we just learned here this week, uh, Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times is saying um, that he is in Tampa. He has moved into Tampa, um, but he didn't get his own place. He basically, he's in Davis Island, where in Tampa, you might know this, pretty much the whole island is owned. and, and it, yeah, Derek Jeter. He's living with Derek Jeter right now on Davis uh, Island. It's a 30,000-square-foot mansion, 30,000. Um, it actually, it's a trillion times, like, whatever else is on that. There are some nice houses on there, don't get me wrong, but this is a 30,000-square-foot, seven-bedroom, nine-bathroom, entertainment and billiards room, along with the pool overlooking the ocean, Oh, yeah, and you can get a uh, bird's-eye view of uh, the new house that is uh, getting ready that Tom Brady is building in the same damn neighborhood. So just throwing it out there, that's what's going on. Oh, it's a six-mile drive to the Bucks facility, too, as well. How nice. Man, I tell you, the, uh, isn't that nice? It's, I'm so glad when it all works out for, for trillionaires. I really am. Things seem to be falling into place just fine for Tom Brady. When you talk about kind of the space that's there, it sounds like they can quarantine entire <laughs> Florida and be safe. Like maybe he wants to open it up. He opened up his house once before to Antonio Brown. Yes, he did. Maybe he wants to open up his house to like yep. the carnival cruise ships yep. at a public, you know, a, a, a thing of public good. You know, when you talk about, did you mention that it had nine bathrooms and seven bedrooms so he's got literally more bed bathrooms than bedrooms seven out. bedroom nine bath that's correct thousand, yes. uh square feet i'm over here in a new york city apartment joe you know with like 700 <laughs> square feet it's socially distanced from yep. me he should have no problems uh keeping the social distance in effect yeah. down the, there the cuomo's mansion the governor's mansion right in new york yeah, it's only ten thousand square feet. Yeah, fit inside his living room or his basketball court or whatever I else he's got going on down I there. Can't. But remember also, wait a second, Joe. You know, Tom Brady went to Michigan. Yes. Derek Jeter, Michigan Good connected point. that Good way, point. right? You yep. know, both of their wives yep. uh, probably are in some of the similar circles. So yeah, yep. you know, it's great. It's great to have a st strong network especially, Joe, in these shelter-in times that we are in. Absolutely. He, um, it's funny, I believe Jeter, and again, this was his, his home, but I, letting him in there, Jeter spends an awful lot of time, obviously, down here. He's been in Miami. He's got a, got a really nice place here in Miami as well. Um, and, and he's been here because baseball season was, training camp was supposed to go on. So, hey, if, I'm not, if I got 30,000 square feet of, uh, you know, that nobody's in, Hey, here's the keys, Daniel. I got to have friends like this. Like, yeah, why, why don't we find friends like this who, you want the keys? Here? Go shelter in place there. Have a good no, time. I was down there in Miami in, in January. You yep. didn't have keys for me, Joe. What's up? I, listen, if you want 30 square feet, I got it. Dude. You can, <laughs> it's all yours. You can move into Fair it. Enough. Fair <laughs> enough. But it's working out for Tom Brady, as, as always. So glad to see that he is all set up there. Uh, but it does beg a, a question. We talked a little bit, of course, about um, uh, we talked a little bit about some of the teams um, this week. When the, the NFL made that announcement about adding the two extra teams, right. immediately sportsbooks delivered for us in giving us the um, the opportunity to look at a couple of prop bets that showed sure. up regarding yes or no when it comes to making the playoffs with some teams. That's and right. Dan and I have started this week talking. Let's look at those odds of the yes no. And let's correlate it to what the divisional odds that we know are. And let's see if there's any value that we can get here. Because, for instance, if it's the divisional odds for a team to win, a, uh, to win the division is minus 150. And then you look at yes or no as far as just making the playoffs. And yeah. it's, uh, you know, 20 cents, uh, 30 cents either direction. There is some value there based upon 
what these props are telling us. So we did that. We talked about Tampa yesterday right. uh, as far as who, what, where, and how, what we thought we were going to be able to see here. But it's interesting. There is still a lot of talk, and we're going to hit, uh, we're going to talk Pittsburgh, we're going to talk Cleveland, a couple of other teams that we know for sure. But it's interesting, Dane, because I am fascinated that we still have not only the draft, but we've got three, for the last 10 years, huge name quarterbacks that are still available sure. um, that are not signed. That being, of course, Cam Newton, we know. We know um, Jameis Winston. And we know Andy Dalton. We haven't had a chance to talk about Andy Dalton here yet. Uh, we've talked Jameis. We've kind of talked Cam Newton. But I think Andy Dalton is a fascinating case because, A, I think Andy Dalton still believes he can play. And I think he can play. Uh, if Ryan Fitzpatrick can take a franchise, you know what I mean, and he can, uh, and don't forget Andy Dalton beat Ryan Fitzpatrick this year on an unbelievable comeback there. Um, uh, let's not forget that. I really do think Andy Dalton can start and maybe even should for some teams, has an opportunity. Now, nobody is bitten yet, and I do think a lot of that is dependent upon when you have five quarterbacks in the draft that are going to go in the first two rounds uh, one way or the other. I think right as soon as the draft is done, we'll start to see that market open up. But Andy Dalton, to me, is either the perfect backup for your young quarterback that you're going to draft, or He's a great placeholder for a couple of years until you can get to that point. Either way, Dane, the odds are up for Andy Dalton. I know where you think Andy Dalton, and, you know, kudos to you. You have always said this and maintained it. So tell the, tell the, the sure. viewers right now how you approached this a month ago when, it, when the question came up about Andy Dalton. Yeah, you know, when FanDuel flooded the market with some of these guys, like, where will their next team be? You know, yes. They were holding it for guys like Tom Brady, guys like Phillip Rivers, even. We saw this marketplace. We've been talking about Cam Newton. We've been talking about Jameis Winston as well. Here's what it is for me. First of all, we should note that Andy Dalton is not a free agent. Yes, so Andy well, that's Dalton a good point. Yeah, has right. a year left on his deal. Right. So he is not in the same situation as Cam Newton, who right now is available to be signed. He is not in the same boat as a Jameis Winston, who's available to be signed. But everyone knows that, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals are linked to Joe Burrow at number one overall. That's why the name Andy Dalton even came up, Joe, last year at the trading deadline. That's right? correct. Yep. Because they were like, oh, this team is tanking. This team is going to have the first overall pick. You know, and another thing from last year, Joe, the Cincinnati Bengals didn't necessarily think Andy Dalton was shot. What they did, they moved, they made the move to Ryan Finley last year. Okay. Joe, and they did that. You know I was ahead on that one. I was yeah, telling correct. that was going to happen. But the reason they did that is what all teams need to do. They needed to see what they had in the kid. Good they point. needed to see if he was potentially an answer for them right. in the long term, in the medium term. You got to know what you have, right? We said the same thing about teams. They should start Dwayne Haskins. They should start Daniel yep. Jones. It was no different to see what you had in Ryan Finley. Yep. Well, the jury came back, and Ryan Finley is not fit to be the starting quarterback of the Bengals moving forward. So that means the Joe Burrow kind of becomes one of the biggest uh, locks, shall we say, of this draft. Yeah, that's Everyone great. Yep. is connecting those dots. But the other thing that happened, Joe, mm -hmm. and you, you talk about it all the time, soybeans, any market, <laughs> it's supply and demand. Yep. Joe. Okay? We knew that Phillip Rivers was kind of going to be on the market, right? People, uh, only a month ago, People didn't really believe necessarily that Tom Brady was going to be moving on. That's and correct. people didn't necessarily believe that Jameis Winston would be an option out there. People thought but didn't know for sure if Cam Newton would be an option out there. And, Joe, for me, it's straight supply and demand. There was a time about a month ago where you thought that Andy mm -hmm. Dalton may be one of the bigger names out there yep. for a quarterback needy team. And that's when the markets came out, Joe. They released numbers on Andy Dalton about a month ago. That's correct. Yep. Okay. But since then, the market has changed. We talk about now how teams or players like Cam may have to wait for the draft and their market to evolve, right? 
But because of this now, there's just a greater supply of veteran quarterbacks right. out there that are moving, and other chairs have been filled in ways that we didn't necessarily think were going to happen. Many people thought Teddy Bridgewater would be back with the Saints. True. Now instead yeah. fills an empty chair. Yep. You know what I mean? A lot of people thought, oh, Chicago may bring in competition for Trubisky. Yep. Well, they've done that, and it's not Andy Dalton. You know what I mean? So now the chairs, when the music stops, are starting to go away. And we're getting closer to the draft where teams understand there's three, four, maybe five options out there yep. to go in a different route, right? The Chargers, for example, may go the draft route. Yes. Okay. The Dolphins may go the draft route. Tampa may draft a quarterback now to you learn. You don't know. Yep. Brady. So the market continues to change. And. When you put, I don't care who the rookie quarterback is. I don't right. care if you're Burrow, Tua, Herbert, what have you. There's always this idea about needing to learn. So you mentioned that I've been saying it for a while. I was surprised, Joe, when the markets came out on Andy Dalton mm. because one of the longer shots was he just stays on the contract with the Cincinnati Bengals. You're right. Joe. Yep. He's got a year under his contract. I know he's a likely trade piece, mm -hmm. but the market isn't there because you got Cam, you got Jameis, you got even the Patriots saying they have faith in Jared Stidham, for goodness sakes. You know what I mean? So I always believed that if the market didn't evolve or you know kind of reveal itself for Andy Dalton, the man is under contract. That's correct. Cincinnati Bengals, they're going to have a rookie quarterback. I always thought he was going to stay in Cincinnati. And these these um, odds, Joe, are for week one yep. of the NFL season. It's not like he could be there week one and then they could move him next year. Right. right? The quarterback goes down to injury, yes. right? Or yep. when, when, when the Jaguars decide that Minshew is not the answer after week three of the NFL season. Yep. Those are still on the table, but... I got it originally at 10 to 1, 11 to 1. It has moved. The market for Andy Dalton now has the Bengals as the second choice yep. at plus 230. But the other teams, Joe, are all the other teams we continue to talk about Jacksonville, the Chargers, Washington, Miami, Las Vegas, and of mm -hmm. course, the New England Patriots are still a choice at plus 650. You know, it's, it's interesting too, Dan, because a lot of the uh, conversations that I'm seeing regarding Andy Dalton and actually. I'll let you know what a lot of people think right now regarding him in the draft. We'll do that coming up next year on The Grid. It is sportsgrid.com. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, guys. Welcome back in here. It is the early line on the grid. It is SportsGrid.com. He is Dane Martinez. I'm Joe Ranieri. Thank you guys very much for stopping by and hanging out with us. As we continue to uh, talk a little NFL, free agency, uh, and Andy Dalton, of course, uh, we were just talking about Dane uh, holding on to that ticket that says Andy Dalton will be back with the Cincinnati Bengals uh, this year here and remain on the team that he's still under contract with. Dane, it was a great point. Uh, much like unlike Cam Newton, who was also under contract but was released. Uh, and free to sign with whoever he wants. Andy Dalton's still under contract, so trade possibilities still there. And um, I had mentioned some of the narratives around Andy Dalton I find interesting. And uh, a lot of it has to do with what they're going to do in the draft. And there are some people who are under the impression that maybe, just maybe, while everyone's looking at Joe Burrow, Maybe, just maybe, there is an alternate universe where they might go in a different direction and maybe uh, look to uh, maybe move down the draft here a little bit and go get themselves, I don't know, maybe a quarterback or somebody that they figure will still be there one way or the other, right. um, that they are open for business and a worst-case scenario, that there is so much need on this, on this Cincinnati team that if they give up the first pick and move within the top five, the, the, the haul they could get could really set this franchise up. And with Andy Dalton, like you said, under contract, at least another year, 
Andy Dalton comes. Some people say there's a reason why he has not been moved to this particular right. point, that he is, there is opportunities for them during the draft one way or the other, or even to your point, Dan, at 11-1, to 1, he could, his ass could be the starting quarterback next year, depending on what they do and how they want to go about it. I so see him on the roster. He yeah. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Because listen, it's, it's so unique with the standpoint of, listen, everybody thinks they're going to take Burrow. Well, what if they, what if somebody wants to move up? What, what if somebody right. is willing to pay that, that mountain of assets to be able to go get their franchise? There's three legit franchise quarterbacks here, and there's a couple legit quarterbacks that could eventually evolve into one. So, I, you know, the reason that Andy Dalton's still on the team, Dane, do, do you see a situation or is it just so far-fetched to think that Andy Dalton, no way, will be the starter for the Cincinnati Bengals next year? Listen, the, the, the bet that I have made is that Andy Dalton will be on the Cincinnati Bengals. Right, right. Not that he is their starting quarterback, per se. I see a completely valid set of circumstances mm-hmm. where they do draft the quarterback and sort of anoint him as the starter or it becomes one of those things. You see it every single year, Joe, where midseason the baton is passed, right? right? Could Andy Dalton be this bridge quarterback that then passes it to Tua or Burrow or whoever the case may be, yep. just like we saw Eli Manning do last year, you know, like we've seen Terod Taylor do for Baker Mayfield, like ultimately Kurt Warner did for Eli Manning for a year, right? These these things happen mid-season, so he only has to be on the roster for me. He is oh, on yeah, the- I know that. I, good. Yeah. Could you see that scenario where – Somebody would move up and they would, I mean, think about the draft that they, you you know what I mean? Moving up to get number one and go get that quarterback within, like, let's say the first five even. And so, listen, since he could trade, we remember, we've talked about this before, Joe, like with Miami at five and and the Chargers at six. Like, if they're happy with these options, they could go either or. Yes. Thing applies to the Cincinnati Bengals and they even more so assets yep. in order to do that. Yep. Here's the other thing, and I've said this before, Joe. You know, this is smokescreen time in the mm-hmm. NFL, right? Everyone thinks because Burrow's the Ohio kid, and you know, there were signs out there at the stadium last year in December, even. Suppose he pushes that envelope and says, I right. don't sign me. What about two other things though, Joe? What if, and I don't necessarily think this is what they're going to do, right? But it's possible. What if Cincy Likes Tua better than Joe Burrow. Um, Why? Like, that's possible. Tua declared himself 100%, you know? And here's the other thing. What if they believe Andy Dalton maybe does have another year or two left in the tank, and they're like, you know what we want to do? We want to draft Chase Young number one overall. Is the actual best player in the draft. And remember, we are in smokescreen times. It's happened before, Joe. Everyone thought... Reggie Bush, for example, was the, you know, obvious number one pick. What the Texans do? They drafted Jadavion Clowney number one overall. So, like, yeah, we're all connecting the dots. And I do believe that's what will ultimately happen. He's like minus 3,000 to be the number one overall pick, Joe Burrow. But I don't think that precludes them from keeping Andy Dalton on the roster, especially because the market has now been flooded with other legit NFL starters in Cam Newton and Jameis Winston. Uh, listen, I, I'm just saying, nobody's talking about Joe Burrow at all, guys. Everybody is talking about all the other quarterbacks. It's right. this foregone conclusion that he's already going to be to Cincinnati. Listen, we had the same conversation with a guy named Eli Manning uh, years ago that Eli, and this has already been leaked and, and we've been hearing this, you know, the only difference is Eli Manning didn't say boo. He'd have been happy when he said, oh, San Diego drafts me. Like, behind the scenes, his All people right. were working it, saying, you better trade. He ain't showing up if you draft him. There is some serious concern that he don't want nothing to do with the Cincinnati Bengals, the franchise, the organization. Yeah, Not enough for like He's going to get killed if he goes there early on. So... I get that because we don't know if that's going to be the case. And so there might be a pick up the phone and say, listen, Miami, you've got the assets. You, business. you want Joe Burrow? Do you want, um, you want to be able to trade or something along those lines? Or, you know, do you, I, that to me is legitimately on the table because we've already heard it. There have been uh, rumors behind the scenes that he wants so far out of that state. It's not even funny. Like he doesn't want to go anywhere in there. And I can't say I blame him. I don't trust the coach. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't trust, you know, Mike Brown. I don't, I don't understand the ownership group. 
I don't trust a lot about that organization right now. So if I'm Burrow going, I'm going to get killed for the next couple of years. Like, what in the hell am I doing here? Maybe a better run franchise, something along those lines, more interest. You got to, to me, that's got to be on the table. And you know what makes the most sense then? Andy Dalton going nowhere. Right. But Cincinnati to see how that plays out there. Otherwise, I think they probably, wouldn't you have found a trade partner already? Like, get something, so. anything from them. You know what I mean? So. Absolutely. Some of these teams that we know are quarterback hungry, yeah. whether it's New England, whether it's the Chargers, you know, whatever the case, Miami, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. that market has already evolved, right? That's correct. You know, we talked about uh, the Raiders, yes. for example, right? And there was a lot of buzz out there that maybe Gruden wasn't sold on car and they mm-hmm. may be in the market. But they found the guy in Marcus Mariota, yep. you know, like so this this idea of, oh, it's obvious that we've heard about the Patriots, but they look to be going confidently with Jared Stidham. Uh, we've talked about Washington as a destination. What will new head coach Ron Rivera do? He found the, his old backup as an idea. You know, same with Carolina. The, the chairs in the merry-go-round of musical chairs are starting to fill up, okay? And now there's not many left. And there's draft candidates and free agents yep. in Cam and Jameis that I think, you know, that costs a lot less than trading with the Bengals in order to acquire a quarterback. Yep. You can sign Cam. You can sign Jameis. You could draft Herbert or Love or any of these guys. Yep. Okay. And if you're in, you know, truly, Joe, if you're in like a bridge mentality, there's still other names. Okay. There's like Joe Flacco, for goodness sakes, uh, if you want a low risk cheap, older bridge kind of option. So yep. to me, yeah, Andy Dalton, and remember, they only went away from Andy Dalton last year to see what they had in the kid Ryan Finley. Yes. They knew they were winless. They had no other you know, opportunity. They knew they were tanking. They were like, let's see what we have here. It's not like Andy Dalton fell off a cliff. The Bengals just had to see what they had behind door number two. They know they ain't got jack behind door number two now so they're probably going to draft the kid i believe that but every rookie needs that veteran to show him the ropes and if i'm andy dalton joe i stick with the devil i know better than the devil i don't remember these veteran quarterbacks don't want to necessarily have to learn a new language learn a new scheme that's why we saw philip rivers go with familiarity that's why we saw teddy bridgewater go with familiarity that's why nick Foles was traded to a place that he has familiarity with the coaching staff right we saw that the Bengals wanted to see what they had in Ryan Finley last year. They realized that they do not have a starting quarterback on their hands in Ryan Finley. Andy Dalton is still under contract. And even if they do draft Burrow one overall, even if they are playing a smokescreen and wind up with Tua or Herbert or anyone else, any of those rookies probably needs an established veteran to show them the ropes, help them buy a house in Cincinnati, or whatever the case may be. So I actually believe that the smart bet is that Andy Dalton will stay right where he is. I got it at 11-1. You can still get it, though, Joe, at plus 230. Over at our friends on FanDuel, the market has now just been flooded in the same way that Cam has to wait for this market. The Bengals thought there was a market for Andy Dalton, but now... Cam's in there. Jameis is in there. Four potential first-round quarterbacks are in there. So the prudent decision, in my opinion, for Andy Dalton and for the Bengals is to stay together for another year and just let the contract run its course. Yeah, I I do think um, there's a lot still at stake here with this draft, and I don't know that uh, what everybody thinks Cincinnati's going to do. That's right. I don't know that's what they're going to do, and I think a key piece of that could be Andy Dalton one way or the other. So it'll be very interesting to see how that works out. But it's so funny to me that no Joe Burrow talk whatsoever. Everything that has been leading up to this draft has been about all the other quarterbacks and who's going to do what. Everyone's just assuming, and that's never a good thing, assuming that the Bengals of all teams are just going to do the right thing. So we'll, uh, and I don't know if it's the right thing or if Burrow even wants to go there. Uh, if that's true, uh, well, you know, he wants to get the hell out of Ohio as soon as possible. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens there. But I will say this, too. Um, I'll switch over to the uh, Major League Baseball because there was another story that popped up here uh, that was, I think, very interesting because a lot of question marks, not only, Dane, about Major League Baseball, when are they going to start the season, 
you know, now July 4th is a possibility. How many games right. would it be? But it was, it's a valid point. There's a lot of suspensions this year. Uh, namely, Jeff Lunau, of course, and A.J. Hinch of the Astros, who yeah. have been uh, given the hammer there of a year's suspension. And the question has come up, well, okay, it's a year's suspension, but what if you don't play 60 games? What if you play 60 games, 80 games? I mean, their suspension legitimately is one year, 162 games here, Dane. So right. one year bans, and that was and they were fired in January following the investigation right. here. So when does that count? Well, Rob Manfred came out and said, it's already counting. It doesn't hmm. matter. So whether they play two games, 100 games, no games, the suspension still counts, meaning they don't have to hold out the following year and excess of. So one year is one year. It's got nothing to do with one year equals 162 games. So Manfred is saying, nope, that this year it started in January, one year, and they are good to go next year. Yeah, it's ridiculous that the clock is starting on their yes. suspension before the clock is truly starting on our social distancing measures here in this country. You know, yep. the Astros were supposed to, you just used the term, Joe, that they bring the hammer down. Mm -hmm. What hammer, Joe? What effing hammer, okay? These guys are counting their right. Uh, suspensions right now. The Boston Red Sox, who were supposed to have a huge investigation into their practices, what, you know, I heard that that investigation is complete. We're not going to hear jack about that. Talk about the opportunity of having cover for a news dump, given the uh, state of affairs here in the sports world yep. right now. And then here's the other thing, Joe. You and I both were saying that this year, the Houston Astros, it was going to wear on them, right? Yep. Every city they went to, they were going to have the crowds, you know, banging on gas, uh, garbage cans, making fun of them. Now, whenever they do play, mm -hmm. they're gonna be stands and you know fans in the stands to heckle them anyway so to me the houston astros are getting off absolutely easy they're, they're the front office guys who were fired are serving their suspension they won't have to deal with the hatred the heckling the that's right fans this year you know and the red sox okay fine alice cora got fired right but we're not hearing jack about any kind of punishments that are going their way either i i, I don't know what hammer you are describing that is ultimately coming down on the Houston Astros, Joe. So it, uh, on paper, uh, it, uh, the hammer's on paper when you, when sure. you smash it because that's pretty much um, sure. the extent of the punishment <laughs> there. Because when it comes down to it, guys, let's just say baseball doesn't play another game this year. Doesn't play a game this year. You are basically right. saying uh, the punishment for cheating your way to the World Series and the World Series is pretty much $5 million and a couple of draft picks because right. the guys who were the face and paid, supposedly paid um, for, that, uh, for that cheating, um, they didn't miss what, there is a possibility that Lunau, and let's face it, Lunau is going to be back in baseball. A.J. Hinch, it may take a little bit longer, but Lunau, way too good of an architect, way too smart of a guy for baseball, for him not to get in front office. You know, millionaires take care of millionaires. You know what I mean? They will figure out, some team will figure out as a consultant to get Lunau back on the payroll. But ultimately, for his role in all of it, Dane, it, um, he may right. not actually miss a damn baseball game. Nothing. And listen, like the idea of like the Astros you know, paying any kind of penalty for this, right. the news in the world has moved on. We're past this now. It's not a huge scandal anymore. Oh, it's over. Yeah. Everyone's worried about their damn livelihood, right? Yep. However... Other players that are suspended, like Domingo Herman for right. the Yankees, for example, he's got to serve an 81-game suspension. Is the clock on that one started, or with players, is games different than a calendar for front office people? Major League Baseball has a very slippery slope on their hands with how they handle this. That's so true, because um, how does it work? Uh, and I get it. You know, Major League, the players are have their own union, obviously things they can or can't, but I, I, you're right. When you talk about a year... Uh, or when you talk about games, like a game suspension, they have to actually play some games, I would think. Mm -hmm. They were just, it was a year banishment here, and a year, they lost a job, and a year away from baseball, um, it's not tied into any game. So it's a fascinating look. It's fascinating to me, Rob Manfred even addressed it, uh, but it was brought up to him, and letting people know that, all right, so what happens to those guys? 
Well, apparently nothing, Dane. It will be business as usual, whether they miss one game or 162 games. Doesn't make a difference. They'll be back in baseball next year. We'll be back here in just a minute. We're going to take a look at the Cleveland Browns, guys. We're going to look at their schedule and see if we can't figure out how to make some money. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, guys, welcome back in here to the early line on the grid, sportsgrid.com. He is Dane Martinez. I'm Joe Ranieri. And we will uh, continue now our uh, look around the NFL from an interesting value perspective. Uh, after all, that's what we do. We love finding value. And what we do have, at least in the NFL, are schedules. Uh, not exactly who plays when on what date, but who, certainly who plays who. And is it home or is it away? And our friends at FanDuel have been nice enough to actually assign some spreads right. to these games for teams. And we've done it all week. We, you know, we've gone over the Jets, the Giants, the Eagles. We talked about uh, the Patriots we've gone over. Um, and now we wanted to take a little bit uh, of a look here now at the AFC North because while everybody is going to look at the, of course, the Baltimore Ravens to win the division, right, to be a division leader, Trying to see, I think there's some interesting value that has been created with the other teams there. We just talked about Cincinnati, the draft, Andy Dalton, which way did they go? But I think it's going to be a battle between Pittsburgh yeah. and, uh, and Cleveland this year. And I do think there are some value here because not only do we have divisional odds to win the division, but because of the extra two teams uh, that are being added to the playoffs, we now have a lot of prop bets. Uh, with teams saying, do you make the playoffs, yes or no, uh, which I find fascinating. So when we take a look at the AFC North, right, I get the, the Ravens' last look was just a ridiculous. They were minus 800, somewhere along those lines, to, yes, make the playoffs. So clearly they are the favorite for the division, I'm guessing. Yeah. No was, was plus 600, but I think we all realize the Ravens, uh, certainly are, are going to have the best opportunity to walk away with that division. Where do the Steelers and the Browns lay in all of this? Yeah, I think this is a really interesting entry point, Joe. Remember now, seven teams make the playoffs mm -hmm. in the AFC, right? You're going right. to have four division winners, and then instead of two wild cards, you're going to have three wild cards, right? So in those four divisions, we're looking at, you know, second place teams, potentially a third place team that can qualify as a wild card. So when I look at the AFC North, all right, the Ravens are heavy favorites to win the division. They're one of only a few teams in the NFL that are literally at minus money, Joe, mm -hmm. to win their division. OK, that's how big of a favorite they are. Then I feel comfortable. I think you also feel comfortable throwing out the Cincinnati Bengals mm -hmm. at 28 to 1 to win that division. So we're looking at second place teams, third place teams, and seeing if there's any value. Right now, Joe, our fans at FanDuel heavily favor the Pittsburgh Steelers over the Cleveland Browns. Really? It's that kind of idea, right? So here's the way I'll tell you about it. One, the Steelers are plus 320 to win the AFC North, whereas the Browns are plus 460 to win the AFC North, right? This is under the like Lamar Jackson tears his ACL kind of universe, right? right? Okay. Where, where we're not, where for some reason the Ravens are not live. I look at these two teams as well. I look at their win totals, Joe. Yes. And you see a same kind of discrepancy. For the Cleveland Browns, the win total is eight and a half with juice, you know, you yep. got to lay juice to the under, really. So under eight and a half. Meanwhile, the Pittsburgh Steelers, if you look at them, they're up to nine, and it's minus 110 on both sides. So right now, Joe, they heavily favor the Steelers over the Browns to kind of be that second team in the AFC North. And we've talked about this now. The second team in more divisions than not in the yep. conference will qualify for the playoffs. So I'm interested to see what the yes-no number is because, Joe, we'll talk about it, but I kind of think the Cleveland Browns are better on paper than the Pittsburgh Steelers. I would, and I, I can't believe I'm saying this because we're all both on the same page here. Um, I do think, obviously, there's a lot of unknowns still, even with the Cleveland Browns. 
Yeah. And the unknown with Ben Roethlisberger, who is That's definitely right. motivated to come back. Um, lack of weapons, though, interesting. Some question marks around both of these teams. But when we look at the, I mean, let's look at the yes-no to make the playoffs, right? Sure. So the Steelers opened up as minus 145 yes, right? right. Plus 125 no. Right? That, that's what they opened. The Browns, yes, plus 145, no, minus 165. So right. clearly from the standpoint of just simply making that wild card spot here. And again, wild card is for the whole division, uh, for the whole uh, conference there, the AFC. So you do have to take into consideration, and they are everybody else second place team in the division, in the right. East. and So... But there is no confidence whatsoever in the Browns being able to finish, you know, high enough within the AFC to be able to, to nail one of those wild card spots there, which I find fascinating. Plus 145, minus 165 for no, Dane. Uh, you're talking about an eight and a half win total there for Cleveland? Right. I do think, and we've said it now, with the extra game uh, or the extra two teams, 10 wins guarantees you entrance, I think, into either as a wild card or division. 10 games is that number to look for. Uh, at eight and a half, can Cleveland win nine or 10 games? I absolutely think they can. If they, if they clean it up, they've got the talent to do it, Dane. No doubt about it. Yeah, and, and listen, Joe, I believe, and it sounds like you're kind of on a similar page to me, I believe these are teams going in different directions. I yes. believe these are teams that are in different parts of their cycle, okay? Uh, and I, I cannot overstate how big of a difference I think the move from Freddie Kitchens yep. to Stefanski has been. I believe the, the, the hype was so out of control on these Cleveland Browns. Oh, my God, Baker's in commercials. Oh, my God, they got Odell Beckham. And I think that they are approaching it in a much different way this year. They signed Jack Conklin, an offensive lineman. They signed a tight end yep. in, in Austin Hooper, right? A, a lot of people think they may draft another offensive lineman. It seems like there's finally an adult in the room. We're not hearing boo out of Baker anymore. We're not hearing stuff out of Odell anymore. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers and Joe – I don't know why everyone is just 100% trusting that a quarterback in his late 30s is going to come back from elbow surgery and be fine. And this is a guy who, you know, has been banged up every single year, Joe. We yep. talk about all the bumps that a guy like Cam Newton has taken. Well, Big Ben is right behind, okay, in terms of these big, burly quarterbacks that have been crushed for years. And then here's the other thing mm. that I think was, quite frankly, exposed last year. Joe, the Steelers have been, you know, kind of blue-chip playoff contenders for years right. because of what they called the killer bees in Pittsburgh, right? And that was Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown, yep. okay? Well, Ben is technically still there, although I think he is going to be farly reduced, compromised. They fall off the cliff pretty quickly, and I think Father Time is calling for Big Ben. Le'Veon Bell ain't there anymore, Joe. You know who is? James Conner. And for one year, everyone thought, oh, my God, Connor's amazing. What a story. Cancer survivor, Pittsburgh, you know, college guy. But last year, what happened? James Connor couldn't go to post many games, and he was underwhelming. Last year, in fantasy circles, people thought he was an RB1. He turned out not to be. Last year, in fantasy circles, people thought Juju Smith-Schuster mm -hmm. was a wide receiver one. No problem. He'll fill in for Antonio Brown. Guess what? That did not happen. Juju Smith-Schuster was not a wide receiver one. Juju Smith-Schuster couldn't handle all the attention he was getting from opposing secondaries. And so this kind of, you know, vision of the new triplets in Pittsburgh with Connor stepping in for Bell, with Juju stepping in for AB, with Big Ben being able to just be mm -hmm. the same guy I do not believe in, albeit their defense got better, Joe. I, I'll give you that, Watt, Fitzpatrick. But I think the roster for the Cleveland Browns is better as long as they are, you know, professional about it. And here's the uh, last point I'll make here, Joe. Mm -hmm. When we go game by game, right. I've outlined how the schedule is built in the NFL, okay? Both of these teams, the Steelers and the Browns, they play the entire AFC South this year. Yeah. Okay? Yep. So what they do, though, the Steelers 
will play the second place team, that means, in the AFC East and the AFC West. Whereas the Browns will play the third place team mm -hmm. in those divisions. Right. Here's what that means, Joe. That means the Steelers, they have to play the Bills right. or on their way up, whereas the Browns play the Jets. Right. That's a big difference to me, playing the, you know, the, the Bills are a little bit of a tougher ask right now than the Jets. And then in the West, you know, the Steelers, they've got to play the Broncos, whereas, um, you know, the, the Browns get to play a third-place team as the Raiders. Right. I'd rather play the Raiders than the Broncos. I'd rather play the Jets than the Bills. You know what I mean? So I think there's a lot of reasons that the Steelers, you know, have a harder schedule and are on the way down as opposed to the Browns, which may be able to bounce back and have the benefit of a third-place schedule. I, I find it fascinating, this division, and, and I think there's some value lying in there because there are, there is a scenario here that is a real-life scenario. And when we talk about MVP, uh, yeah. Baltimore has one. Uh, his name is Lamar Jackson. Sure. And I can tell you, as sure as I'm sitting here, um, he's not very big. And if Lamar Jackson were to miss any significant time, That's right. um, the Ravens, uh, and I love Harbaugh, I love the way to coach, but guys, they, he is what that team and what makes that team special. And no offense to RG3, but if he were to miss four weeks, six weeks, yeah. but an injury because he took an extra shot, he shouldn't, whatever it may be, right. uh, and we know this game is a pretty tough game, that is possible. Um, I think there is a legitimate shot that the Ravens don't win the division and that Pittsburgh and Cleveland have an opportunity to be able to jump up from a, you know, yeah. even a sleeper standpoint. So, and the reason I say that is because when you can get six to one, seven to one right. on Baltimore not making the playoffs, they are a Lamar Jackson freak sure injury, are. anything away from being smoked, guys. Yep. They are not. A very good team outside of that they will become as it is they're already one-dimensional but right. they are i think that to me is he is that engine he is that spark plug you pull that out that engine ain't running and i think uh it would be very hard against the other especially since they won guys they won that yeah. division their schedule is going to be even worse so right. i do think there's a possibility there and there are the chiefs the chiefs yeah. and the Patriots. Uh, I think there is an opportunity because of the style of offense they run. Listen, there's no, only there's limited options that a backup quarterback is going to be. You're not going to be some a drop back passing team. And right. I think RG three they're kind of married to that unless they they go Jalen Hurts or something along those lines in right. the draft here. Uh, but I do think there is a legit possibility that things go hard left. Look at the Jets last year when they lost their quarterback and, and all the things that happened. It's a domino effect. But the Steelers, to me, are fascinating from the standpoint of, look, you got a Hall of Fame coach, you got a Hall of Fame quarterback. All right? That's number, those are the two things coming back. You've got one of the best defenses in the NFL, rock solid, are always going to keep you in games. They obviously have no problem running back by committee. No team has drafted and cultivated more wide receiver legendary wide receivers than the Steelers. Don't forget, nobody has done a better job of bringing those guys along, drafting, and of course, making them, you know, A.B. was not A.B. when they drafted him, guys. You know, Schuster was not yeah. this thing. They do a great job of doing it. Offensive line is solid. So I do think that team who never quit, even with something named the Ducks uh, at the quarterback position last year, that's a testament to who Tomlin is, who the Steelers are. I think they have an opportunity to, to win nine games if, you know, if they stay healthy and some things go there. But to me, from Baltimore's perspective, I, that scares me to no end from the standpoint of backing him, Dane, because he gets hurt. I, I can't trust Baltimore on any level. I just don't. He's the one that makes it roll for them. Here's the thing for me, Joe. Okay. What award did Lamar Jackson win last year? Yeah. The most valuable uh, player. So that means that he, you know, is the greatest impact if you take him off his team. That's right. Right, And because of the style of play, we know about that. Right. It is within the realm of possibility. You're talking about Pittsburgh being able to potentially, you know, clean up the pieces. Yep. On tomorrow's show, Joe, we're going to go game by game and see if they're worth the win total that they yep. have. 
worth that value. And I'm going to tell you, Joe, I will lean towards the Cleveland Browns. Mm -hmm. This is about public perception, Joe. And the public perception of that team is that, you know, um, they're just hanging out, partying, and Baker's doing commercials. I think that changed in the offseason. I believe in Stefanski to kind of bring a different culture as job one, and I like what they're already doing in free agency. I'll tell you what else, Joe. There are two <laughs> players on the Cleveland Browns roster mm -hmm. that will be there for a full year this year that were not, not last yeah. year. And they are impactful players on one on offense, one on defense. Joe, the one on offense, you liked him. You liked him enough to draft him last year in fantasy, even though he only played in eight games. And it's Kareem Hunt. It was Hunt. a good eight games, though, They're, man. I'm telling you, now they have 16 games of Chubb and Hunt yep. in the backfield on offense. And, Joe, I don't want to go too deep into it, but you know who else will be there with a chip on his shoulder for 16 mm -hmm. games? Miles effing yep. Garrett. Absolutely. Okay, yep. and they didn't have him, mm -hmm. right, for a bunch of games. So I think there's a lot of reasons to think that Cleveland could overperform their reputation from last year, and a lot of reasons, and we'll go deeper into it on tomorrow's yep. episode of The Early Line, of why I believe Pittsburgh may underperform expectations. So if you're looking to beat Baltimore mm -hmm. in this division or find another way it could happen, Joe, plus 460 for the Browns to win the division plus money for them to qualify for the playoffs. Yep. I know it sounds crazy, but you know, I actually am going to be a bigger believer in the Browns this year than most. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's happened before day where we get these um, teams where everybody thinks they're going to be great and something happens and then they're great the following year. They bounce back the oh. year after they disappoint. So I do think that's a possibility. I also think, uh, and I'll just leave it like this here as we got about 30 seconds. Ask yourself this. Last year, if the Browns had Bill Belichick as their coach, right. how many games do they win with that talent? That's All right? right. And because that's, it, you know, not saying Stefanski is Belichick, but consider what they were dealing with last year versus the talent. It's a coaching league. Every week. They win 11 games last year if Bill Belichick is that coach again. So. We'll bounce into that more tomorrow. Of course, we'll take a look at the AFC North. Um, we'll go through the schedule here with Pittsburgh and see what we got. But uh, listen, it's going to be a lot of fun leading up to this draft. Keep it here with us here on the early line and keep it here on the grid, sportsgrid.com. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.